Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Wonderful. All right. It is a good day. We're continuing our series in Proverbs. Uh, last week was our first week, and uh, I ended last week um, with just a, a hard pause, like gave you the scripture, verse 7, which says, uh, says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, uh, and I just definitely felt that to wait and give that time uh, today. And it's definitely a subject that I, I, I believe and I definitely have heard um, many different times of people just not really understanding and not um, really getting it, getting it. You know, we've just sang a song, right, that, that said, I'm no longer a slave to fear because I'm a child of God. And then we have a scripture here that says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And this is one of those points where, you know, you're like, wait, is is the Bible contradicting itself? Does it know what it's saying? And of course, it does. And we have to understand what the the meaning and and what is is being taught to us in this scripture. And, And of course, we aren't slaves to fear in the presence of God, that that has been defeated, that we can walk in the presence of God in that victory and, and not be bound to fear or anxiety um, as we come into the presence of God. But the scripture, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And I think the first thing I want to do is just, uh, just kind of try to dig down into that word, fear. And here this word is pahad, and it means, of course, to fear, or to tremble, or revere, or to be in awe, or dread. And so as you see that, that uh, definition of, of this word that's used here, you can see that there's a different kind of meaning in there mixed with the fear and the dread than what we usually understand fear to be. And you can say, okay, I kind of start to see that. But, but we have to understand that, um, you know, we're, we're not supposed to be terrified of God. We're not supposed to be terrified that he's some dictator, dictator like, tyrant, this mean God that's just going to come down and beat us all up, you know, and I, I think that's the, the thing that people think about whenever they hear something, like, what is the fear of, of the Lord? What, how do I fear God? But this fear isn't a being terrified of God, it's a fear or a reverence or, or an awe or a respect, or an honoring of God. You know, it, it's like with, with kids, like, let's say, take myself. As I was a child, 
to my parents, you know, until I got teenage years. You know what? Teenagers always think that they know everything, you know? And I've got teenagers now, and I'm like, listen, I've been there. You think you know everything, but you don't. Just wait till you get older. Anyways, that's not part of my story. Whenever I was younger, this respect and honor that you have or should have for your parents, and hopefully if your parents were good parents, nice, and taught you well, and, and were, were striving to, to raise you that like God um, had called them to raise you, then there's this, this awe and this reverence, and, and you have this fear to disappoint. You have this fear like, I, I remember at times, like, whenever I did something, I won't go through the whole story, but there's one time I was hanging on the garage door. <laughs> have I told that story before? Yeah, I have. And, and I, you know, I did it, and the first time, it's like, first time's not a sin. But when you get told not to, you know, when you say, when your parents say, hey, don't do that again. And I went out there, and I did it again. And you know what? I had the fear of the Lord put in me after that. <laughs> no, but there's this, you know, as you look to your parents and, and you do something wrong, and then you look and you say, I, I don't feel good. I'm actually not afraid of my dad because I know he's, or my mom, but I, because I, I know they're loving parents. I know that they love me and they're doing everything that they can to raise me right. And, and I'm an amazing kid and all this stuff. You know, like they're doing all this. They love me unconditionally so much. But when there's fear comes, it, the fear comes because I've done something wrong, not because they've done something wrong. At least that's the way it should be. Because I've done something to hurt them, to sin, if you will, against them. And that is that fear of the Lord that we're talking about, and we'll get way more into it. So fear is a mindset that helps us to recognize that, that we're not God, that He's God and we're not. Keeping that perspective of who He is. You know, I think, you know, so many times we can have this perception of people, you know, and I don't know, it's different for all of us, you know, somebody that's maybe a, a baseball player, you might see, you know, this is the, the greatest baseball player of all time, or it's whatever it would be for you, but there's somebody that you would like, if you stood in front of them, you would be like, your knees would be shaking, you, you would, you're like, I, I, well, I just, I've you know, always wanted to talk to them, always wanted to stand there in front of them. But when you get there, your body is just like jello or whatever. And you're just like, I don't even know what to do. I just, and we do that for people here on this earth. Like we have that sense of awe and respect and almost this fear. And you, you can call it a fear. I'm afraid to actually stand in front of that person. And that's just some other person just like you are, just like I am, you know? And to think that I would get afraid. They, like, we can get into this, these things of people-pleasing, being afraid of people. The, 
the things that I'm thinking or that I think people might be thinking about me dictate my life. Or um, they don't, but they could, you know, like that's that, that people pleasing. Are they going to like me? Are they going to hate me? Are they going to say something bad about me? Are they going to say even something good? Because I'll do something if somebody's going to say something good about me. We do that with people. Like, we have no trouble doing that with somebody that is just like us. But we're talking about God. We're talking about the creator of the heavens and earth. See, you're starting to kind of feel that with me? Like, to stand in front of, of God, the consuming fire, you know, the one that, that we can't actually stand in front of like we are right now because we could not handle it. Not like mentally, not like I'd be shaken. I mean, like I would burn up. You would burn, like, if we stood in front of God, who we are in the flesh right now, done. That's it. That's who we're talking about. The one that formed us in our mother's womb. The, he created everything around us. That God. Now do we start understanding the fear of the Lord? It's not this fear of him being mean. It's a, it's a being afraid to do something wrong because there's so much respect and awe and wonder of who he is because he's created us. In Psalm 2.11, it says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. It's so interesting. It's like now you've got Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. So as we serve God, serve Him with this, with this reverence, this awe, this respect, this being afraid to not do something that He has asked us to do, to do it the right way, how He has called us to do it, and then do it, but now do it with joy. You have this fear and the joy. You're like, that doesn't happen together. It just doesn't work. And maybe in the natural it doesn't. But with God it does. Because this respect, this fear of God that we should have, this reverence, this awe that we should have, brings us right into the joy that He has created us for. And it goes hand in hand. It'd be like, man, I just... You know, I, I just, everything's not, not good. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to complain, but it just seems like I'm always complaining. And, or everything's always going wrong. Like, so many times, and even in my life, it's like, who am I trying to please? Because if I'm trying to please God and I'm following Him, I've seen this in my life. If I'm trying to please somebody else or if I'm having more fear of something in this world than I am of God, then the joy just fades away. But when I am coming and in close to Him and having this respect and this awe and this wonder of God that I should have, then all of a sudden, 
doesn't matter what's going on. I have joy because I have God. Because I'm with Him. In Proverbs 28, 14, it says, Blessed are and favored by God is the man who fears. And this is the Amplified who fears sin and its consequences at all times. But he who hardens his heart and is determined to sin will fall into disaster. Hmm. And it's interesting, this word here, fears, is the same word, but it, it is translated in different versions. In this one, the Amplified, it says, he who fears sin and its consequences. In other translations, it says, he who fears the Lord... But really, that's the same thing, right? And I think that's what I'm trying to get at. The fear of the Lord is, is I'm, af I'm afraid that I'm going to sin against God. I'm afraid that there's going to be consequences for my actions because I'm actually not doing what I am supposed to do before God. It says, but he who hardens his heart and is determined to sin will fall into disaster. So fearing God is opposite of a hardened heart, of a hardness before God. It's being soft and coming before Him. And uh, <laughs> I, I got this like little picture one day when um, our kids were out playing with the dogs, and I don't know if you have dogs, you love dogs. Our dogs are good. They're fine. Tori, I don't need any I don't need the comments about the dogs from you, okay? Tori's like, are they? But um, no, we have some great dogs. One's about medium-sized dog, the other one's giant dog. But some of the things that you don't think about when you're, when you're buying a dog is like, where... The, what the heritage is. I mean, you do, but, but, but you don't, you know? And our dogs are thirst-loving. They want to be with us all the time, and that's kind of one of the annoying things, you know? It's like they want to be right next to you all the time. They just want you to be around them. Can you love me? Can you be with me? Just like all the time, can you be there, you know? And but something interesting happened one day when we were out in the, in the yard and, and the kids like took off running and they were just playing and I don't know exactly what they were playing, but they just took off running and the dog just goes all of a sudden. It's like, you know, just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. And then one of my kids takes off running and it goes, like starts barking and nipping it at their ankles. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? But this dog is part um, a what? Australian Shepherd. Okay. I didn't hear it. Okay. He's part Australian Shepherd, which is a herding dog. Like the, the, the parts of this dog that they came from herding dogs. So all of a sudden, my kids start running, and, and this, this dog says, no, no, no. 
you're not running away from this family. You're not going anywhere. I'm going to keep you in the herd. And it wasn't that there was not love and, and, and that the dog didn't like this, my child. But it, is, it was because he wanted to protect them. Because he didn't want them to run away. There was a, a loud bark. There was a nipping. And if I could, I know it's, it, I, I hate like relating this to God, but, but in a way, the thing that we should be afraid of with God is the running away, the running the other direction. The, the, when we get the nip at the ankle from God is when we're running away usually, when we're doing the wrong thing. It's not that moment when you're there and just loving God and you're spending time in His presence and then He's like, you know? That doesn't happen. It doesn't. Like, but when we're turning away, what are you running to or away from? Because that fear should come. Be a fear of, of running away from Him. I'll tell you, in my life, the those times that I've, I've felt that loud bark of God, if you will, that thing, and I'm like, ugh, is when I was going the wrong direction. It was when I was doing something that, that wasn't taking me toward Him. It was taking me away from Him. In Isaiah 62, 66, 2, it says, For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of, of contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. On this, for all the things that I've made, and all these things that exist, this is the one that I'm going to look at. This is the one who my eyes are on, the one who I'm cherishing. This is the one, this is my person, the one who is poor and of contrite spirit and who trembles at my word. Are we trembling at his word? Whenever he speaks to us, are, are, are we shaken in our boots? And it's not, again, coming before him and having him speak to us is not a fear of a, of a mean God. But to tremble at his words, I, I think about that God's speaking to me. Again, the creator of the heavens and the earth speaking to us, being close, knowing us, us knowing him, that we could be in this relationship with God. And how do we feel? Because if we if we feel nothing when God speaks to us, 
then there's something wrong. There's some hardness. If we're not trembling at his words, there's some distance or hardness in our life that we need to take care of. And in the New Testament, Philippians 2, verse 12, it says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So he's saying, listen, whether I'm there, whether I'm not there, you need to work out your salvation. Now, we don't actually do the work for our salvation. It's not something that we do, but he's saying, work out your salvation. Make sure that your salvation is working, if you will. Did you really make this decision with with Christ? Did you, did you allow him to be your Lord and Savior? Or do you have this relationship with him? And make sure that it's producing a fear and a trembling in your life. And in 13, it says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. See, we should fear and tremble because God is working. Like, I feel like just, the, just thinking about God working these things to keep me, to keep me with him, him doing what he does so that I have the strength or you have the strength that we can be with him because it's not us that gets ourselves to this relationship, that we, we can't do enough or really anything that brings us to this place with God. So when I think about that, that like I can't even do anything, and the fact that God wants to come and help you in this process, that he wants to give you the strength, that he wants to work things out for your good, that he wants to manipulate what's going on so that you can be with him, so that you can have this relationship with him. I mean, I don't know about you, but to me, that puts some, some fear and trembling. That God, wait, God, you, you're going to do this for me. That I, I don't have the ability, the, the understanding, the strength, any of those things to do. But God, you are going to come close and, and help me in this. To have this relationship with you. I don't know. I don't know about you. But that just that just rocks me. It, it, like when we actually think about that. Who God is. And that he wants to come here, come beside you and bring us into his presence. Hebrews 12 verse 25, it says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Again, like I said, we're not, if we can't escape somebody else, 
on earth that's speaking. We can't escape here much more when he that's in heaven speaks to us. How, how much do you think that you can escape what God is speaking? Funny thing is, so many times I believe that we do feel like we can't escape those things. You know, when, whenever God's like, I want you to do this, or this is the decision you need to make. Or, you shouldn't be doing that. And somehow we feel like, well, we'll justify something. We'll run and be like, yeah, well, I don't know. Like, somehow that thinking that, that maybe he's not going to catch up to us. That he's not already in that place because he's there. And it says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The security, the security of receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It's not some kingdom on the earth. It's not some building, some castle, even like the most amazing castle here on earth. They're, they're wonderful. They're beautiful. They're actually strong. But they can be shaken. They can be torn down. And eventually, they'll all wither away. But it says, but this, let's be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And in verse 28, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Since we're able to receive a kingdom that cannot, to be able to be a part of a kingdom that can't be shaken, because of that, because of that, let's serve God. Let's serve God with fear and reverence. For the sheer fact that we get to be a part of his kingdom, that whenever we go on from this life to the next, we go to get to spend eternity with him. Can we serve him with reverence, with awe, with godly fear? What is it saying here? I believe it's saying fear the, the possibility of becoming proud. Fear the possibility of becoming arrogant. Becoming a little too high on the horse, I think is the right term. Be afraid that you're going to run away from him instead of running to him. And when pride comes, we start thinking we can do it on our own. We think, hey, I got this figured out. I'm, I can make the right decisions. I don't even need God to tell me what to do because, look, I can figure this out. I've been doing good so far. 
And I'll tell you, sometimes we can make some pretty good decisions. But in the end, they're not going to take us to the place that we are supposed to be. They're not going to take us to the presence of God. I, you know, I, I've just like, I've just come to the place where, where I've, I've felt like every single time that I've listened to God and done what He said, whether I've thought that it would turn out to be the most amazing thing or for I thought, you know what, that's going to be hard. And that's, that's going to be a lot to walk through. That's, that's going to take a lot. And I actually don't know what, what's going to happen or what people will say. But I know that every time that I have followed Him, that there's been more peace, that there's been more joy, and it's been the, the most rewarding and filling times of my life. And that's what I want to see for each and every one of us. And I'm not saying that I've done it right every time, because I haven't. But I'm saying, the thing that, like, can, can we learn from what we've already walked through? And I will tell you that following Him and having this, this fear of the Lord, this fear that is a fear of not making the right decision with Him, this fear of running away from Him and doing something totally wrong, this fear of, of, of going away and, him not, and, and me not being in His presence. That I always want to choose what's going to bring me or keep me with Him. Every time. That that fear of the Lord would be more than any fear that I could possibly have of this world. That that awe and reverence that I have for Him, that that respect and that honor that I have for Him is more than I can possibly have for any person on this planet or anything that I, that I could possibly do. If it's not Him, I don't want to do it. So, there's fear that we don't want to have. And it's that being terrified, right? Because the Bible says there's no fear in love. There's no fear in love, in God's love, in Him. He loves you so much. He loves each and every one of us unconditionally, more than we can possibly imagine. And He loves us. And there's no fear in that. But my fear should be a fear of not being with Him of disappointing Him, of running away from Him. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.